The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Have you ever tried to buy something or sell something online? How'd that work out for you? hear all sorts of stories all the time, uh, especially when it comes to meeting, paying, and exchanging the items. Last year, Edmonton Police made uh, 77 arrests, laid 218 charges in connection to the face-to-face buying and selling of items listed online, and there's more. So now the EPS has set up a what they're calling a safe exchange zone in the parking lot of EPS Southwest Division in Windermere. We're joined in studio this afternoon by Detective Mike Walcom of the the EPS Cybercrime Investigations Unit. Uh, Detective, welcome. It is uh, nice to have you here. Thanks for joining me. I know you've had a busy day. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. I'm going to get you a little closer to that microphone. So first off, the the Cybercrimes Investigation Unit um, officially formed, what, about four and a half years ago? Yes, correct. Okay, so tell me exactly what it does. Um, investigate basically anything that could have ended up being an online crime. Uh, if you're looking at kind of very pure cyber crimes, your ransomwares, things like that, those would be things that we investigate, hackings, and then also crime that's facilitated by the internet. So these would be similar to these types of crimes or online scams that are taking place. Um, and then also assisting just in your regular traditional crimes that happen where we can leverage the internet to try and solve those. Uh, you've been with the unit since it started. Yes. All right. So the move today to to put this safe exchange zone in place. What led to that? Um, It's uh, just an effort to try and uh, curb some of the violent crime that's being facilitated through these online marketplaces. So what is happening? What are some of the stories that (sighs) you've heard about? We've had people that show up to sell anything from shoes to phones to vehicles, uh, you name it, showing up in a public place in the middle of the day, doing everything right. You know, they're going to the public spot, everything that we suggest they do. And uh, it's not helping to prevent some of the crimes that are happening. And the the guys that are attacking them and robbing them are doing it with uh, unsolicited violence. They're mm. not waiting for the victim to resist or anything like that. They're just coming straight forward and leading with violence with pepper spray. Really? Hitting them, punching them, threatening with firearms. Uh, so lots of stuff. Not... In general, uh, for the amount of online stuff that's happening out there, not a ton. So last year we had 49 reported. But still, um, that's, that's yeah. it's almost one a week, right, yeah. in Edmonton. So that is, it's 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 more than obviously we would like to see. So I think that this will hopefully hopefully tend to curb that. So um, as I mentioned, 77 arrests uh, last year, 218 charges uh, recovered. What 170 grand in, in stolen property. A lot of the stuff, um, or. Uh, let me yeah, back it up there. Uh, some of the stuff, let's be real, that you're you're going to see online is stolen. Absolutely, yeah. So how does that work? They steal it, they post it, you think you're getting something good, you show up, and uh, it's been snitched, it's been taken from someone else. Absolutely, yeah. And what's hard with that is the uh, the buyer can sometimes be held on held responsible if they're willfully blind to the fact that it's stolen. Um, they might be might be held responsible in that, but then a lot of times, if they're not held res- if they're not um, willfully blind to it, the other thing that could happen is if that stolen property is tracked back to them, 
um, it's going to be returned to the rightful owner and mm. they're just out their cash. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, this safe exchange zone, now, now, now police officers at uh, Southwest Div aren't going to come out and, uh, and, and help you, um, you know, manage this back and forth. That's mm-hmm. not how it's going to work. No, we're not there to help <laughs> negotiate deals and make sure the quality of the product is ad- as advertised. Um, but if something criminal should happen, absolutely, yeah, there's there's people that are there during the regular hours of operation. And cameras um, 24-7. Camera, camera coverage, yeah. The, the spots that are there were picked specifically for their access to cameras, so there's going to be good surveillance images of anybody that comes and goes from there. So you're urging people, so yeah, there's two parking spots that are kind of been designated, so that's where you're suggesting that people go, and, and urging people to do it in the daytime, not uh, in, in the nighttime. Um, um, you, this is something that you have, this online stuff, even before this unit was formed four and a half years ago, you've been working on this for a long time. Yeah, it's six and a half years. Yeah. So how did, what, what started it for you? Um, it was just a problem that was recognized. I was working in downtown division at the yeah. time as, uh, a lot of people were getting stolen property. It was just being fenced online. It was transitioning from the pawn shops into this other realm. Uh, people had a lot of anonymity and yeah. said, what, what can we do about this? So kind of, uh, yeah, worked on figuring out some ways to go about investigating these and tracking these guys down. And I've done that now for six and a half years. And we have a bunch of members trained across Edmonton now that can respond to these. So pretty much 24-7, somebody could respond. Um, jo- you're jokingly referred to as Captain Kijiji for your for your work on this front. I think Detective yeah. Kijiji might be a little bit better, but you've trained more than, you know, 200 officers um, to deal with this stuff. Yeah, we've uh, yeah over about 220 in Edmonton. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe three years ago, we went down to Calgary and uh, trained up some of them. So now they have a really strong program that's going down there as well. So it's, it's really good. Our two major cities in Alberta have programs. So what do people need to, to remember? I mean, Oftentimes, a lot of this stuff seems really, really obvious, um, but then all hell breaks loose. What do people need to remember when they are buying, selling, trading online? Um, if it's too good to be true, it is, is, <laughs> is the easy answer. Um, but take a look at the price, right? Um, how much stuff are they selling? A lot of times you can see a seller's history on the different buy and sell markets that are there. Um, take a look at those things. Um, and if you always recommend that you go go to a police station, ask for photo ID, things like that. I would never have thought of that. When I was looking at some of this stuff today was asking for photo ID and take picture of it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because it, like, if it ever becomes a civil matter, then at least you have that. Mm-hmm. But when it... No... No good criminal <laughs> is going to let you do those things, right? Okay. Um, and they're just going to—they're going to go for their easier targets. Um, so they're going to go to somebody that seems a lot easier, um, and they'll uh, target them over you, and they'll just move on. If someone's saying, "Hey, let's meet behind this garage uh, over here and whatever," it's probably not a, a good idea. Like, meet in a public place. Absolutely, but typically they start. They try to convince you that, yeah, we're going to meet public, and then they'll try to transition it at the end and say, you know, my baby's crying, I can't leave the house, can you come to this back alley here? Like, they're not they're not as blatant and obvious as we would think. Um, so they do, some of them they, are they've, smart. Got, they've gotten better. Yeah, some of them yeah. are smart. Yeah. Don't go to a stranger's house. Yeah. I mean, some of that stuff is, is really, really obvious, isn't it? Um, when it comes to buying 
um, from from someone. Do you have some tips on that front? I, I'm guessing that you don't want to let them know that you're that you have a bunch of cash on you, that you're whatever, because that is is going to tee up. If it's a bad guy or girl, you're going to be out of your cash. Absolutely, you make yourself a target. You can mm. be a target for your cash or even the device that you're coming to the sale with. But uh, at the same time. Say you'll e-transfer after you know that the device, know that uh, know that the product is good. Everybody e-transfers nowadays, so hmm. something like that can kind of help to reduce reduce that. This was interesting. So how do the, how do you know that the product is naturally good and not stolen? Well, I guess you're just getting around the robbery piece on that one. <laughs> uh, knowing the product is good and not stolen, um, you can check serial numbers. Uh, people have access to the public CPIC site. What, uh, they what? There's a there's a site where you can run the to check and see if something's been registered as stolen. Oh. So usually vehicles and stuff like that. But um, you can check if you're buying a cell phone. You can check and see if it's been blacklisted by the cell phone provider. Um, Had no clue about that. So yeah, there's a there's little <laughs> things out there that you can do to try and verify as well. And also just getting a general feeling for this when you meet the person. Does it kind of make sense? Mm-hmm. Does their story for selling it? Ask them why they're selling it. Right? Yeah. Uh, things like that. We'll have people that are selling very specialized tools. Yes. And they'll say that they're retiring from a business. And you meet up with this guy and he's 19 years old yeah. and knows nothing about Whatever what this is. welder is that he's selling, right? Yeah. So ask him why. Ask him why he's selling it, right? It seems all very obvious, um, but unfortunately, it's not. And oftentimes, I think when it comes to, you know, whether it's online buying or selling or or scams, whatever it is, sometimes we just put our blinders on because maybe we want this thing so bad. Absolutely, yeah. You kind of we need to almost take a step back and yeah. take a look at the facts and. Don't get caught up in the conversation either, right? Sometimes we get caught up in the questions that they're asking or where they're going and forget to ask our own things. Mm. And I guess you don't want to give up also too much other information, like personal information as well. Well, yeah, with all the ID scams. That are yeah, yeah, on, yeah. That another thing. But uh, we don't want to invite people to our house, especially if we're selling or buying, and we give them our address and be like, I'll be home in four hours. Yeah, yeah. Now we've just told our bad guy. <laughs> where I live and that I'm not home, right? All right. Anything else that uh, people should know about the safe exchange zone or about the work that, that uh, the EPS is doing in the, in the cybercrime investigations unit? I'm just guessing you're really busy these days. Absolutely busy. It's changing lots. But as the safe exchange zones go, uh, please just use this one in Southwest Division. It's a pilot. Um, we're hoping that in three months at the end of this that uh, our Chiefs Committee will approve for this to be rolled out citywide. So then there will be that access all across the city, not just in the one division. Yeah, all right, sounds good. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Detective Mike, welcome uh, with the EPS Cybercrime, uh, Cybercrime Investigations Unit. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks.